Hi, and welcome to the Reiki from the Farm podcast brought to you by me, Pam Allen LeBlanc from Hiddenbrook Farm. I am a scientist, a businesswoman, and a licensed Reiki master teacher with the International Center for Reiki Training. Each week in this podcast, you'll be entertained as you learn about a wide variety of relevant Reiki topics, helping you become a more knowledgeable and effective Reiki practitioner. We caution you, though, this podcast may also dramatically improve your life, and we are so happy that you're here. On this week's podcast, I'm talking with Bryce Goebel, who is a licensed Reiki master teacher with the International Center for Reiki Training. She's also a mentor with the ICRT and the creator of the Empowered Reiki Program Series. She also brings Reiki for Stress Program into corporate settings. And I'm so glad you're here to talk to us about Reiki and business today. Welcome, Bryce. Thank you, Pam. I'm really excited to be here today and talking to you as well. (laughs) Thanks. Before we begin, I just want to let everyone know that I have a new website. My new website address is pamallenleblanc.love. So you can head on over and find us there. While you're there, I'd love you to sign up for our newsletter. And I want to let you know that I have some ICRT licensed Reiki, Karuna Reiki, classes coming up in July. I also have a new Reiki Master Mentor group starting in July. If you would like a little bit of assistance with your Reiki business. And I wanted to announce that I've got a book coming out called the Reiki Business Book. And we'll talk about that a little later. But do keep your eyes open for that. We also have some animal Reiki and animal communication classes coming up in July. And these are all online in the Atlantic time zone. I hope you can join us. Bryce, you've got some things coming up as well that I'd love you to tell people about. Thanks, Pam. As with Pam, I also do teach all levels of fully fire Reiki. So I've got classes in person in the Charlotte, North Carolina area, as well as online. So it's the Reiki 1 and 2, Reiki Master, Karuna Reiki Master. I also do an animal Reiki training that is in alignment with the Shelter Animal Reiki Association trainings that were brought forward by Kathleen Prasad. I also, as part of the Empowered Reiki Program Series, am able to offer online programs for um, those Reiki practitioners who are developing a Reiki business and wanting to grow that um, for practitioners who are looking to bring Reiki into the corporate setting and also for those who have taken a Reiki class and just want to deepen their relationship with Reiki. So those um, roll several times throughout the year. So please visit my website. It is areikiplace.com and then you can click on the calendar to see what is coming up or feel free to reach out to me directly. Oh, that's fantastic, Bryce. Thank you. Before we begin, I'd like to just invite everyone to join me in a brief invocation. And today's topic is about Reiki and business. So I'm just going to invite everyone to close your eyes and bring your hands into Gasho with your thumbs at your heart and just activate your Reiki energy, bringing in your symbols if you have them. Sometimes there can be disparity or the appearance of disparity between Reiki and business, and yet business techniques are one of the most effective ways that we can share Reiki and spread it in the world. When those of us who have studied Reiki reflect for a moment on how it has affected us within our lives, oftentimes there is the interest 
to share it with others. Sometimes we get a nudge with Reiki that it's time to share. I always tell my Reiki practitioners that if somebody asks you to do a session for them, you're ready to practice. And if somebody asks you to teach them, you're ready to teach, even if you don't believe that you are. In today's session, we'd like to break down some of the barriers that so many of us put in our way that prevent us from sharing Reiki. We invite the Reiki energy to flow through you and around you. and to assist you in lifting out the blocks and the barriers and the things that might be preventing you from sharing Reiki in the world. I thank you for showing up today and for being open to this and for being the beautiful light that you are in the world today. Ahomatakwiyawasan. Namaste and Amen. Ashe. And so it is. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, Bryce, I wonder to start if you could tell us a little bit about your Reiki journey and how you have merged Reiki and business in your uh, life. Absolutely. I've been a, a software engineer for about 25 years, uh, starting in my early 20s. And in 2008, I was looking for a way to help one of my Rottweilers feel better. I had noticed that her light was really starting to dim. She had a couple of surgeries and what they were doing for her just didn't seem to be working. And I remember I put out the prayer to the universe asking for help for Jasmine. And all of a sudden, out of my my intuition chakra, this word Reiki, because I'd never heard of Reiki, I had no idea how to say it, and it just kept flashing, R-E-I-K-I, like a neon sign. And finally, after probably half an hour of this flashing neon sign, I I pulled out my laptop and and looked in and and found ICRT's website. It was like I'd come home to myself. I was totally blown away as I began to read, and my palms began to start tingling. And my heart got warm, and I'm thinking, wow, this seems like me. So I I found a local class, uh, took my level one and two, and it was a few months after that. I started seeing visions around here, saying visions is is not necessarily a bad thing uh, in my corporate world it would have been, of of red rocks. And so I went back out to the internet and, and typed in images of red rocks, and they all kept coming back to Sedona. Mm-hmm. So I went and took my Reiki master training with Laurel Shantidaya and Michael Baird. I was totally blown away because it was my first encounter with someone related in part of ICRT and their professionalism just took me to another level because my first teacher didn't have that. They had a manual. I had no idea what a real manual looked like. So I, for me at that point in time, it was still getting tools to help Jazzy the dog because I never even acknowledged at that point that I had a problem, that I had stress, that I had anything wrong that Reiki could do anything with. And, and y'all know when you think something like that, it's we're just, we're deluding ourselves because we're not ready yet to maybe accept things that are going on. I... I fell in love with Reiki from that, and it was not long after that I started a little part-time Reiki practice, and what I found was it immediately began to help with my stress at the office, that having those little Reiki hands, and often throughout the day, I would put a hand at my heart, put a hand on my tummy, and just let the Reiki flow for five or ten minutes to help with the stress of um, the job. And I noticed when buddies would have headaches, they would call me, hey, can you come over to my desk? And I could put my hands on either side of their head for a few minutes and the headache would go away or the tension would go away. And so and that continued to grow. And I never said I teach, never say never when it comes to Reiki. You're guided into places that can be very uncomfortable. So I had a class with my brother-in-law and a dear friend. I lovingly say we all survived that first class. (laughs) 
I realized that you know, it was something I enjoyed doing and, and, and she was so supportive um, of me you know, stumbling through. And so I started doing that weekends every once in a while. And, and my real, I, I think I started seeing that I needed to be doing this in a much bigger way and bringing Reiki out into the world, combining the skills that I got in corporate. And at this point, I was a program manager. I'd also done several other roles along the way, working in the military, also working for our hospitals and, and combining all the corporate knowledge. So I made the decision in summer of 2013, after having what I thought was a heart attack in the office, it ended up being from stress and anxiety. I was project manager for the largest project we had released to date, and the stress was getting to me. So I remember as I was sitting in the conference room, the beauty of working in hospital areas, you've got tons of doctors and nurses that could come and and triage you. And I remember thinking, okay, I'm so busy, I can't go to the ER, but let's make sure I'm all right, and then let's keep trucking. But in that moment, I made the decision that my part-time rate passion and my practice that I love so much was going to be my full-time business. And nine months later, Reiki led me along the way. And so in 2014, I walked out of corporate and I thought at that point to look back and never see it again. It was in my rear view mirror. I did return to corporate you know, a couple of years later, but it was as a consultant to help with stress and anxiety, the things that I had lived through as an employee, but certainly not working in corporate again. And so that was the the way that Reiki had started in fall of 2014, joined the ICRT licensing program and, and really uh, devoted myself to living and, and to being Reiki. That led to studying with many other Reiki teachers around the world and learning something from just everyone that I could, whether that was a book or a conversation or, you know, at that time, podcasting really wasn't a thing like it is now. So just every opportunity I could to learn and always, of course, most learning from the energy. Uh, Reiki taught me to never say never. I, the number of times I said, I will not do that. And six months later, I had, I did it. I will not talk on stage. I will not do this. I will not do that. Don't say it because if it's your higher power and it's your calling and it's your mission, Reiki's going to support you in doing that exact thing. I said, I would not teach. (laughs) Right? I would not teach Reiki. And now it's one of my biggest joys is teaching Reiki. Did you say you wouldn't write as well? I resisted writing. (laughs) I didn't say never, but I said later. (laughs) It's so funny how that happens. It really is. I I just have to laugh at what you're saying. And I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but uh, yeah. Yeah, so just go go ahead with your story. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, I think that was done. And Reiki just continues every step of the way um, to guide me. I think the most guidance I had with Reiki was 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a couple of you know, major medical challenges that led to me at one point sitting down deciding if it was time to let my business go and continue on the medical path and listen to the doctors and Reiki was instrumental in supporting me saying Thank you for your information, but I am choosing to reject your statistics, to not reject the diagnosis, I live with it every day, but to reject statistics. And instead, Reiki supported me in doing things my way and in following guidance on the right supplements or the right practitioner or the right other way than what conventional medicine was trying to get me to do. And so that actually caused my practice to shift dramatically in the clients that I choose to serve at that point. It was what created me launching several online programs because I realized for me, you know, what did I want my legacy to be? And my legacy was trying to take the knowledge that was in my head and get it out into the world to other Reiki practitioners so that they can grow and thrive. I so identify with that, Bryce. I had just finished teaching a class in London, England, and was in the Heathrow Airport on March 16th, I believe, as everything 
shut down was shutting down and uh, borders were closing and flights were being canceled and I remember talking with my husband as I was waiting in line to see if I could get my flight changed and come home once the class was done we had planned a vacation in England afterwards but that got that got canceled and I remember my husband saying why aren't you panicked why aren't you upset or and I just said Reiki and I looked around at all the people panicking around me and everybody was very polite and everything but as an empath you could just feel the panic and the stress and then I could feel through Facebook and people that were even out not in the airport with me I could feel the panic all all throughout the world and I had my life purpose handed to me and my legacy perhaps which was everybody needs Reiki and I realized that I was in a unique position as a licensed teacher with the ICRT and also the fact that I have an MBA I've been a business consultant I've been very successful in business and yet even with all of that I really resisted bringing business practices into my Reiki business. And during the mentoring program with the ICRT, with Colleen Benelli, she said, Pam, you have to heal that. You've got a lot of talent and gifts and abilities in business. And there are people that don't. They could really use your help. You have to heal that. And so I came home and I wasn't home two days when we had our meeting. You probably remember that, Bryce. It was a meeting of the licensed teachers with the International Center for Reiki Training, and we were just trying to figure out the best ways to help people. And I know in that Heathrow airport, the Reiki energy nudged me out of my comfort zone because technology was not comfortable for me. I resisted technology as well and said, people need help right now. And I sat down in the middle of the airport with my iPad and I figured out how to do my first Facebook Live. I didn't know if anybody could hear me or anything, but a couple of people came on and said the sound was working. And I said, okay, I know everybody needs help right now. You're gonna hear people in a lovely British accent announcing flights. Don't worry, it won't affect the meditation. The, The energy will still flow. Let's do some Reiki together. And so I led a Reiki meditation. When I got home, I knew I needed to start teaching the teachers. But William came into that meeting and said that he had a message spiritually that it was time for us to begin teaching online. And I was so grateful because I just had this, like, everybody needs Reiki. And how are we going to do that now? How are we going to... So what was handed to me was teach the teachers how to teach classes, teach the practitioners how to do sessions, and the Reiki Master mentoring class that I started came up. I went into that class to teach the teachers. It was immediately popular, and I got full. We have students from five different countries and three different continents in the class, and I love that William and Colleen helped us through. You had a background in technology. I didn't. And I loved that they helped us through the process and made it comfortable to teach online. The class was just a a raging success. But on the very first day of class, I came in and I said, guys, I just heard that I'm supposed to write this up into a book so that even more people. And I think that's a long way, telling my story, Bryce, that's a long way of getting to the fact that so many of us do have difficulty, even if we are in business, We do have difficulty bringing business into Reiki. And I know that in the evolution of my class, it's come together in what I call sacred business principles or practices. And then there's other people that really don't know how. But in any event, a lot of us face resistance when it comes to following our purpose and our path. You've been teaching classes like this as well. What would you say to that resistance and to that difficulty bringing those two together? What I've seen, uh, and I've been working with this since 2015, is that the practitioner struggles with the idea of this beautiful, divine, heart-based, loving Reiki energy, and that it can almost feel dirty 
to charge money for doing something that we love. The practical side of this, though, is if you do have a full-time ranking practice, you may have space rent to pay. Yes. You have a mortgage or rent at home. You have utilities. You have practical food, practical bills that require a monetary exchange. And what we're doing when we're charging, we are creating an energetic exchange for our expertise, for the training that we have paid for the mentors or the business coaches or whatever it is. So thinking about putting money with Reiki, money is actually currency. Money is not low vibration or bad as we might see sometimes in, in the metaphysical world. Humans put that spin on money. Money has to flow. And, and if we, I think really should have learned that lesson, we probably should have figured that last year. Money, yeah. money stopped in so many places. Yeah. Money must flow in and must flow out. So it is perfectly fine to ask for that energetic exchange, whatever you feel when it comes to your Reiki services. And the thing about it, Reiki is the tool that we use as entrepreneurs and business owners. But to be successful, you do have to look at your Reiki practice as a business mm -hmm. and think of Reiki as the tool that you're using to create whatever the purpose of your business is. And I think for people that can make that shift, thinking about Reiki as the tool, as opposed to Reiki up here and my business down lower than that. And our business supports our soul's mission on the planet. You know, why am I here? What am I here to do? When we start looking at it from that different perspective, then it becomes easier to work through some of that resistance. That is such a good point. I had difficulty charging money at first and I, I could understand, yeah, okay, I can charge for classes because I wanted to make sure people got as much as possible out of the classes, but I then had difficulty charging for uh, Reiki sessions, and so I would give them away, and that actually made my clients very uncomfortable. <laughs> yes. My first sessions were $30 for an hour, and I had massage buddies and friends who were recommending me. Uh, and I had got my first little professional space. And I was so proud of it. And they would then ask because they would tell me, well, I recommended 10 different people to you and none of them showed up. And so then my buddies started asking these clients, how was your session with Bryce? And they would say, I didn't go see her. And they would go, why was that? And they said, I went out to her website and it was written well. And she looked like she had some good training, but she was so cheap that I assumed she did not know what she was doing. <laughs> so that was my lesson. Yeah, I had a full-time job, but I didn't need the money, so I was just charging a little bit of energetic exchange. And as you said, with them being uncomfortable at your gifting sessions, it never dawned on me what the expectation of my client would be. Mm -hmm. that, that is such a good point. And I know William Rand has talked about that the energy exchange is important because you don't want to take a balance of power over someone. And that was what kind of made that click in for me. And I went, oh, no, I never wanted to take a balance of power over anyone. I had a horse as well because I was running a couple of businesses. I was running a horse business. I had some of the essential oils. And just getting started in Reiki at that point back in 2009. And the horse said, look, we were communicating and he showed me that. And, and I would work like a, uh, crazy in my business consulting, just work all the time in order to give away the other stuff that I felt so passionately about. And the horse said, you've got to stop doing that because the work we do is important and all of that time that you're spending making money so that you can give stuff away. It needs to be focused over here. So it, yeah, it, it is just so interesting, isn't it? But once you do get that balanced inside of yourself, it's funny. And I, I really did some Reiki on that, just letting go of my hangups. And the other thing that shows up is that by charging too little, saying people can't afford more, I was actually making decisions for them that 
I didn't I didn't need to be making those. They could very easily have looked up my prices and and made their own decisions. But I was making decisions for them and they were spending money in other areas. They could choose whether or not to spend money on Reiki. And so once I did get that balanced, it was interesting because I noticed I got a lot more clients. I had hardly seen any clients, but as soon as I sorted that money issue out that I was having trouble with, I started seeing a lot more clients. <laughs> and Bryce, Absolutely. I'm a marketer and my website said under construction for two years. <laughs> so... <laughs> started I think it was four pages it was the landing page and about me a contact and that was it for a very long time because it was just at that point in time when I started in 2009 you just had to have a website yes it it didn't have to be slick or or professionally done you just had to have a way for people to to look you up and get some sense that you were legitimate you know people do look on I do a lot of stuff with online courses and reading and the last statistic I saw was over 82% of people will look up a company's website before making a purchase decision with that company. So even a Reiki practitioner, uh, you consider getting a website, even if it's just the landing page where you tell people a little bit about you and then your little about page and a little page where they can call them, schedule a session. It, it doesn't have to be huge or built out or tons of pages but something that helps give you additional credibility out in the world for your clients. Mm. And I loved what you mentioned about the money and making the decisions for them. Uh, And I think that absolutely also goes back to knowing who our ideal client is. Mm. And that's vitally important for business success is to think about what's our soul's mission on this earth. If for me, I was put here to help, people end suffering and not to live life by their limiting beliefs. And Reiki is the tool by which I help work on my soul's mission. I know for me, I've got two or three different clear, what I'll call ideal clients. But one of those in terms of the client that I choose to work with, this client is they're committed to their wellness and their lifestyle and doing their own work and living authentically. So they're not just willing to pay my rate, they're happy to pay the rate because they're getting the transformation. Mm. And what I see with people that I'm working with, and, and you may see something completely different, what I'm noticing is clients don't so much care how I do what I do, they just care that they get results. Yes. And so it's important when we're talking from a business perspective or a marketing perspective to not get stuck on telling people how we do it, but instead to talk about their problems. Do you feel stressed? Are you not able to sleep at night? Do you have anxiety? Do you speak to what their problems are and Reiki becomes the solution that solves the problem. Mm-hmm. So we are showing how we're taking them from, I love to say overstressed, overwhelmed, not able to sleep to this place of calm, and balance to a life that they want versus the one that they have. So when we can begin to talk to them about those results, they become excited about working with us and we become excited and maybe a little bit less scared about sharing Reiki with others. There is a lot of fear in that, like in, in putting yourself out there, isn't there? I know, I, I don't know anybody who hasn't experienced that. And uh, Reiki has nudged us forward anyway. And you said that don't say never because all of the things you said never about Reiki. And yeah, I may not have said never about writing, but I said not right now for about 10 years. But that experience in the airport just made me realize I've got to do what I can do. I have the ability and the platform to help people so that they can teach classes. And it's always so beautiful, isn't it, when your Reiki masters teach and when your Reiki practitioners get out there. What advice would you give somebody, a Reiki practitioner, a master or a level one and two Reiki practitioner who is thinking about setting up a business? What would you give them for advice? 
just a couple of weird pieces, but one is um, if you're in fear to just ask yourself, what's at risk if, what's at risk if I let go of this limiting belief? Because you're going to find, you're going to walk yourself through a lot of your fears. Nothing's at risk. And we realize that. The thing that I learn, and I talk to a lot of my students and, and those that come into programs about, it seems appealing when we start to sometimes work out of our home. Yeah. And depending on the setup of our home, it works better for some homes than others. I know I started out of my home for a couple of years. And finally, one day, my loving husband said, okay, either close it down or get it out of the house. It was <laughs> impacting him. It was impacting the Rottweilers. I hear these people come in. The thing that I hadn't thought about until I met somebody, I had unknown energies coming into my home. Yeah. To our sacred home. And so I went out and I found a little office. It was a 15 by 15 office for a couple of hundred dollars a month. I'm like, it's a couple of sessions, easy peasy. One of the things I talk about that I think is a really low way to start and become professional quickly, because having a session in your home, people are going to think one thing about you. If they're coming to an office to have a session with you, that immediately gives you more credibility. It's a unique atmosphere. It also immediately gives you the ability to charge more once you work through any money resistance you may have. And an easy, low-cost way to do it is to find a massage therapist. And I don't know of any massage therapist that works full-time. Mm-hmm. They're running an office seven days a week. You can say, may I come um, use your space? Uh, I'll bring my own sheets. I can give you 10 or $15 a session or maybe... You pick a dollar amount, a couple of hundred dollars a month or a hundred dollars a month, whatever you have, and you're sharing this space with them, which becomes a great way to get started and get you out of your comfort zone and get you professionally quickly. Yeah. So that is an interesting piece of advice. The other thing is the practical side of business. Talk to the attorney, talk to the accountant, understand money. I see a lot of new practitioners that I've mentored that at tax time have had some very unpleasant surprises because they hadn't thought about what they needed to do to structure a business. Even if it's just a part-time business, there are some things you want to think about. And they also had all these tax deductions that they didn't think about where they could have taken stuff on their taxes. So it was kind of an interesting side. They just wanted to share Reiki with the world. And that is incredibly beautiful. But if we're starting a business, one of the first things we also want is liability insurance. Mm -hmm. I love the Reiki Membership Association. It is such an amazing group that William created. And you can join it for a very reasonable price if you're Reiki Master. And there's insurance there. So you can purchase that liability insurance policy. And that's actually the one that I have for my business. It covers so much. And it's not that somebody's necessarily going to sue you as a Reiki practitioner, but in this crazy wild world, we just never know. Somebody could walk out a door, even if it's the door of your home, or if you have a professional business in an office space, and they fall down and have to call, you just don't know. So you want to make sure that you are protected. That's another reason you talk to the um, attorney. If you're a sole proprietor, there's one set of rules. If you are a little corporation, there's another set of rules that happen. And then those lead to tax implications. It's something that if you start getting a little more serious about, you really do want to understand those things uh, before you get too deep into your new Reiki business so that you can confidently get all of that taken care of. And then you get to focus on doing what you love, which is sharing the Reiki. And the other part of it, I I say that I, I really built my business early on. I took my little calendar. And I took the distance symbol, which we can use for empowering goals. And I said, all right, as I worked Monday through Friday, so I thought Saturday, I want to see four people. And I want to see them at 10, 12, 2, and 4. I have no idea who these people are, but I just sent that out and I brought the Reiki in and took it to my heart, mixed it with some of that distance symbol, and I just sent those little threads out into the universe 
to connect with those people, those four sessions. And I found that doing that began to, number one, heal my resistance that I am making a real business here. This isn't just a hobby. It's a little more serious. And it began to heal my money fears. It began to heal my feeling like a fraud. Oh my God, what if they ask a question I don't know the answer to? They're going to think I don't know what I'm doing. It, it started to heal all of that. And then people began to call to fill those spots. Yeah. And if there was a week I was really busy and I didn't want to see anybody, I would almost put the energy off by closing the door. Okay, not this week. I'm, I'm working. And then when I wanted to see people, I'd send my little threads out into the universe. And I found that along with the phrase um, that I do every morning, I, I wake up, I recite my ideals. I immediately give gratitude for the blessings I'm going to receive today. And then I say the magic phrase, connect me with those I am meant to serve. Whether they're clients, whether they're students, whether they're gifting sessions to someone who is going through um, a cancer diagnosis or, or whatever they may be going through in life. And, and that's the beauty of our, our business. You can give sessions when you're guided to do. You absolutely, you can give scholarships for training when you're guided to do so. Your business, your rules. Mm. And that gives you the most freedom of all. No one can tell you what to charge but you. So don't let anyone force you into doing something that is out of alignment with who you are authentically. And we know that Reiki helps us really begin to connect or reconnect to our authentic self and to live from that place. And your business is going to be a reflection of you. So as you grow and you maybe are doing more self-reiki and some of those fears fall away, your money resistance heals, your business will shift, your ideal client will shift, and that's okay. Be willing to let that happen. I love that, Bryce. And when you were talking about accountants and lawyers and I think that's really good advice. I saw my accountant very early on when I was creating my business and said, I don't know. He's a friend, actually. And I said, I probably could save a little money and do it myself. And he said, it's like this. He said, for this amount of money, I'm an expert at this. And how long is it going to take you (laughs) to make that money? It might be more sense to hire me and then go do what you're good at. And I realized, oh my gosh, it's like how many sessions? It's 10 sessions and I pay for my accountant. And it would take me much longer than that (laughs) to do my taxes. So, and besides... Accountants, they they always find those tax deductions we don't think about or even TurboTax. I did that one year. I I did it myself in TurboTax and then I did the accountant and the accountant. The tax refund back was a whole lot better. Oh my gosh. That was my lesson. Pay the pros. We're the Reiki pro and people are looking for transformation. We're the pro, we're the expert. And why wouldn't I pay the expert to do my taxes and then I don't have to deal with all that either. Oh yeah, I, I thought that was just the best advice and I just happily pay him every year to do my work for me. And he's a genius. Like I, I pay so much less tax after he's done than if I had done it myself. So I really, really appreciate that. I love what you said, though, Bryce, about aligning with your soul purpose. And I know in my Reiki Master Mentor class, that's the first thing that showed up is that not everybody's business, and even though that's what we're probably going to be talking about today, but not everybody's business is sessions and classes. Like sometimes people's purpose is to incorporate Reiki into what they're already doing. I have clients who are lawyers who are bringing Reiki into law by Reikiing the files and sending Reiki to their clients. And they advertise that Reiki is available as one of their services. I have artists who bring Reiki into their art. And for me personally, I have a horse business and my horses all work with the Reiki energy. And so I bring it into that. I bring Reiki into my essential oils. 
So it doesn't necessarily mean doing sessions and classes, although that is the more traditional way to run a Reiki business. But everything we're talking about pertains regardless of how Reiki comes into your life and business. What advice would you have? I and I, I find that fascinating that you do that with your calendar because I do the exact same thing. I actually mark off the spaces. I, I, I use a paper calendar still. I just, and, and when the power goes out or when the devices go down, I'm so thankful that I have a paper calendar. But I actually do use the distance symbol and do Reiki on my calendar pages. And I say, please show me where to put my classes. And I'll arrange my classes that way. And then I see clients Thursday afternoons and Friday mornings. And I just have it marked in my schedule and I send Reiki to it and it fills. And I also say a little prayer, please help the people who need these sessions to get to them. And so I don't even worry if I get a last minute cancellation because I almost always have somebody who needs that spot or who's on a waiting list looking for that spot. So it's incredible how that works out. And yeah, I love that. And probably one of the biggest obstacles to starting a practice, a lot of people just starting out, they worry, am I going to be able to do it right? Or will it work? But I know in our manuals, there's a lot of really great guidelines about how to do a session. And of course, everybody's going to develop their own style and their own way of doing things. And I think it's just about starting with people that you first until you develop your style and feel a little bit more comfortable and go ahead and get the feedback. Family and friends who you're not charging may not give as accurate and extensive feedback as what, what you're going to get from when you do uh, start with clients. But it's just getting out there, isn't it? What are some of the obstacles that hold people back from starting a practice? I think the fear is a big one and and sometimes the overwhelm. They don't know what to do. Okay, I want to start a Reiki business. Literally, now what do I do? Do I do the business cards? Do I do the website? Do I call somebody? Right. There's so many choices. It's literally not knowing what to do. And one of the things I found, um, because the new practitioner is 100% of the time going to want to undercharge for their, they're going to undervalue their service. You can count on it. Yeah. So the bridge of that is, Look at what massage and Reiki is going for in your area. Get in the middle. Don't be the highest. Don't be the lowest as a general rule. So I'm going to say easy math, $60. I don't know what it is, depending on, again, where you live for an hour. And let's say I'm new and I'm terrified. I would rather crawl in a hole and die than charge $60. What I can do is start talking to my friends, even put on my Facebook page if I have one. If I'm a massage therapist, but I start reaching out to people I know and who know me. And so I say, you know what? I'm going to start this little part-time Reiki business. I have a little card because people need to know how to call. You need an email. It's ideal to have a more professional email. Even if you don't have a website yet, I could do ReikiByBryce at gmail.com. I'm really not a proponent of Gmail for business, but if you don't have a website, that's better than sending them to my personal email account. Right. That way it's a little bit businessy. And I can put that on a card with a phone number. And that way I have Reiki practitioner and I can hand that to people. Starting again with the people, have them reach out to the people they know. Because what happens, so let's say my friend Susie. And my friend Susie has a coworker named Lisa. If Lisa's talking about how stressed she's feeling, and, and so Susie says, you know what? My friend Bryce, she's this really awesome Reiki practitioner. And she's really helped with my stress. You might want to give her a try. Hey, here's her phone number. Because Lisa knows my friend Susie, they already have a relationship. Lisa is already going to trust me more because she trusts Susie. Yeah. So that's different than reaching out to someone I don't know at all. She is already going to come to me with a little more comfort. And so that's how I started. I went to my massage therapist. I even talked to my doctors. I would talk to anybody, my chiropractor, my reflexologist, anybody that, and you can absolutely Whole Foods or or places, again, wherever you are in the world that have either wellness businesses. I also reached out to a lot of complementary practitioners. 
So I called the chiropractor and I said, hey, I'm starting a Reiki business. I would love to swap services with you. Let me receive chiropractic from you. Let you receive a Reiki session from me. And then maybe when you have clients who you feel would benefit from Reiki, you could recommend me. I did that with acupuncture. I did that with several, what would be termed here in the United States as alternative. Yeah. And what I found was that built my business. So I had, and, and it built a network. So when I also would see someone who I felt could benefit more from the chiropractor, I was able to recommend that person. So not only was I helping them, they were helping me. And that's actually one of the ways that my business got built starting out was through referrals. Yeah. And that was one of the things for new practitioners. You have a huge network. You just have to tap it. Yeah. And it might be scary, but your friends and your family are your most sympathetic audience. They're your biggest supporters. They're going to be your cheerleaders. So having them be on the lookout and, and again, pick the thing you work on. If it's stress, if it's, I help corporate people go from left brain dialogical, I help people who don't sleep well, I help people with who are going with a certain chronic condition, maybe it's cancer, maybe it's lupus, maybe it's autism. I have a huge autistic practice. Pick your thing, pick the thing that means something to you, maybe it's animals. Mm. And then you begin to reach out. There's so many charitable organizations around the world that if your desire is to help people suffering from a chronic condition, you can begin to reach out to those groups. And then maybe you get on a, a Zoom call and you do an intro to Reiki night and you walk them through what Reiki is all about and how it can serve them. And then maybe you lead them through some type of guided meditation and they begin to connect with you. Uh, one of the things I heard just this past week in business, and it is so true, people may purchase with the logical brain, the left side, but they make the decision to purchase with their heart, yeah, with the emotional side. So Reiki is such a beautiful practice where we connect heart to heart with people. We actually are in a very, I think, unique position to have that heart-to-heart -heart connection to build our businesses. I agree with you completely. That's wonderful, thank you. Bryce, let's move on to a Reiki master who hasn't yet begun teaching. What advice would you have for them, for a Reiki master? Wow, I laugh for Holy Fire Reiki Masters. They got it made. Um, they, oh, I, and I remember that. I know it's so right? much easier now. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so easy, so easy and now. I started it, and I remember our three-day class, and we spent—I don't know—two half days or three half days learning how to give attunement. Half the class was how to, the 128 steps to give an attunement, and I still laugh at that now. So I was terrified to teach. Because I'm like, oh my God, I'll never remember the 128 steps to give an attunement. And then I remember one day Michael saying, you know, there that he wrote the steps on a three by five index card. That's what I had to teach. Covered it. I did. And yeah. I covered it with a scarf. <laughs> and we take a break before the time of the attunements and I set up my piece of paper and my scarf. So I look back now and I laugh at it. It's just comical. But the thing about it is people all over the world, I guarantee you you know people. If it's nothing more than just helping with their stress. And right now in this COVID-19 world, who doesn't have stress? Mm -hmm. If you live on planet Earth, for the most part, you have some stress. The thing that I recommend for a lot of new Reiki masters that I teach is an informal class for two to three hours, and I call mine Reiki Basics. So they can teach it for anywhere two to three hours. You come together, you have a few pages of handout on some hand positions for self-Reiki. You teach them a little bit about the, the Reiki history, do a little bit of practice, give them that level one attunement or placement or initiation or whatever it's called in your style of Reiki, and you send them on their way with their Reiki hands. You don't have to give a certificate. You can charge something. I charge $49 for mine for that two and a half hours. It's a great way to get started with a minimal amount of stress. 
It's also a great way for people curious about Reiki, but maybe they don't want to invest for us as licensed teachers, it's $430. Maybe they don't have that or they're, they're not quite ready to invest that, but they'll happily invest $49 and play with their Reiki hands. It's great for people who are managing chronic conditions or family members who are helping people manage chronic conditions. And then I have my little hook as I got braver. If you take my little basics class for $49 and within a year, you come back and take a level one or two class with me, I will credit you that $49 so you're not paying for the same thing twice. And what the little informal classes will do is give you confidence because it's low pressure. And then as you get more and more confidence, then you build to just Reiki one. For me, teaching Reiki one and two separate starting out was really important yes. because I didn't understand the energetics of teaching. There's a lot that goes on to successfully holding the energetic container for class. And if you don't have that figured out, you're going to be exhausted at the end of class. So I you know, recommend starting out, teach level one by itself. Again, get comfortable, then teach level two. And if you don't know the answer to something, it is okay to say, I don't know. I will research that and get back to you. I found that got me so much more credibility with my students when I started than trying to give a, a BS answer would have. People have a really good BS meter. Yes. And sometimes people might actually ask you a question they already know the answer to. You don't know. <laughs> so if I didn't know, I could say, let me check. If I thought I knew, I'd say, I think this is the answer. Let me check. And just build that confidence. But I promise you the world is in need of increasing its vibration. It's in need of Reiki masters. I wish everybody in the world had Reiki hands mm -hmm. because it would make the world a gentler, less angry place. Yeah. And I think for the new Reiki master, what a beautiful labor of love to just share some type of little informal to help give Reiki hands to those you care about. It's that, true. That's a good way to start with the confidence. I think those are great ideas. One of the things that I ask my students to do is teach somebody they know. Just teach a friend, teach a family member. And another thing that I'll encourage them to do is go ahead and teach at a discount at first, but be very clear that you're giving a discount, that this is the normal price and I'm offering it to you at this price because I'm just getting started and I'm going to teach the first two classes at this price or three or I'm going to teach the first class at this price and the next class at that price and teaching somebody because once you do teach once you do realize um, that you can do it then you're hooked I was talking last night with my Reiki master mentor group just about how beautiful it is to have the opportunity to share this energy with people and just watch them and I said there that people are like flowers and some of them need watering they're wilted some of them just need a little tender care before they blossom and it's just so beautiful to watch whether they're wilted and need to come back or whether they're in pretty good shape but it's just so beautiful to watch everybody blossom and grow and come into themselves and into their life purpose one of my students last week said in a podcast, Reiki lets me be me. And it, it brings us back to ourselves. And so how incredible is that to witness it of your students? And Bryce, I didn't think I was going to like the online classes. I love them. I, I find, right? <laughs> yes, they're so effective. My students are so comfortable in their own homes, eating their own food. They haven't had to spend all the money and time and stress and strain of travel. And I worried that we wouldn't get the camaraderie that we get in regular classes, but we do. Now that they're online, I'm able to host more Reiki shares. So I do one every month now. And that's another thing that I wanted to recommend when for Reiki masters that do start teaching is to consider creating a Reiki share group, some, whether it's in person or online, just some way to stay in touch with your students once you do start teaching. 
Is there any other points, Bryce, that you wanted to make with people before we move into our meditation today? I think the biggest one is just these continuous spread Reiki around the world. Um, mm. Continue to think of unique or creative ways that you can take your Reiki hands out and support healing in the world in whatever way feels right for you. And if we all are doing that and we're all adding our Reiki into this collective consciousness, we're going to increase the vibration of the world. And I think that's so necessary right now. The only other piece of advice is just if you're fearful to share with someone else for, oh, they're going to judge me or they're going to say something harsh, to sit with that and really ask yourself, what's at risk if? I like that. And what you'll find if you ask yourself that question, there's really nothing at risk. Okay, they might say something mean to me. Okay, that probably is going to go back to a limiting belief in our childhood where someone told us we couldn't. And and so we're letting we're letting the past control us in the present. So be aware if you're thinking about starting a business or sharing Reiki with others and there's this resistance there, start to ask yourself why and then use your distance symbol to send Reiki back to the cause of that fear. Mm. One of the beauties of working with Reiki is we can heal through things without having to relive them. Yes. And even if I don't know the incident or the issue, I can send Reiki to the cause and work on that healing. As you begin to heal your fear and your resistance, you will begin to be more confident and you'll begin to be excited and look for those places where you can share Reiki with others. Oh, I think that's true. And I think if you just show up with your whole heart, I think... People feel that, they they feel your sincerity, they feel your intention. And one of the things that I tell people too is, it's not about me. In classes and in sessions, it's about your intention to work with the Reiki energy and I'm the facilitator. So I don't have to know the answer to every question. I, I do the same thing. I don't know. I'm going to, I'll get back to you. I'll check on that and I'll get back to you. We've had a thousand additional hours of training with mentors and tests and everything. And I still don't know all the answers and I never will. And that's okay. So it's really and truly okay. I think if we show up with our whole heart and with the sincere intention to help others to share this energy we're just the facilitator we don't have to be perfect and i just i don't think we can go wrong and it's addictive i will say because just before we started you had just finished a reiki session you said i'm still in the glow of it and i I know about that glow and it's really amazing and then there's a glow with teaching classes and even teaching the mini classes i love that advice that's an excellent i was kind of thinking oh there's probably some groups I could do that with. and Yeah, it's it's awesome. And you could do that online as well, which is what's so wonderful about it. Completely. Just, you know, like you're saying, and, and for people that maybe have a short attention span, or even for some people, it might not be feasible to be in front of a computer for long periods of time. Right. It, it bridges the gap, I think. And it opens up Reiki to more people in a very different and, and loving way. And again, if you're new to all this, it's a great way to, to play and I think my favorite piece of advice I give to the, and I talk about this in level one and two, it's like you forget everything else I teach you. Number one, Reiki always works for the highest good. We don't know what it is, but it always does. Number two, Reiki can do no harm. Yeah. And number three, you can't screw it up. Yes. So just like you said, you show up with your heart and you're holding space for someone to heal or for an animal if you're doing that, you can't get it wrong. I agree. It's just reconnecting people with source, and it's so beautiful. Thank you. Absolutely. Bryce, we're going to move into our meditation. You're going to lead us through that today, a meditation to help us clear any limiting beliefs that might be holding you back from creating a Reiki business or from sharing Reiki in the world. 
Before we do that, though, if you are listening in your car, sometimes these meditations go deep and we care about you. So please hit pause or pull over to the side of the road so that you can listen safely. Okay. I love that tip. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't want to take a chance on that. That's right. No operating heavy equipment during the meditation. No, please. (laughs) Thank you. All right, so I want everyone to just close your eyes and breathe at your own pace. And I want you to place your hands on your tummy area below your belly button. And I want you to think about creating that Reiki business of your dreams or sharing Reiki out in the world. And I want you to allow feelings of warmth and love as you share with others. They're so grateful for the opportunity that you're giving them to heal to grow in their own lives, to let their stress go. I want you to begin to see those people in your mind's eye. You may already know some of them now. And I want you to feel the gratitude that we get from sharing Reiki. How blessed we are to have this beautiful gift how wonderful it is that we get to share it with others. And now take one hand and slide it up to your heart, leaving the other hand below the tummy, that belly button. And allow your heart to feel the love and joy that it is to share Reiki with the world and with others in whatever way that feels right to you. Now as you sit, a beautiful golden white light comes down from the highest heavens. This light shines all around you and maybe even through you. This light shines on any part of you that is in fear of starting a Reiki business, growing the one you have, or of sharing Reiki with others. And I want you to just allow this light to come into any part of you that is afraid to be willing to let these fears go, to be willing to let the limiting beliefs go, to not let any fear of the past have control of you in the present. Just take a moment and allow yourself to be bathed in this beautiful light to be willing to heal, to ask yourself, what's at risk if I let go of these fears? What's at risk if I fully show up in my Reiki business? Ask yourself, What can I do to make the world just a little bit better, a little bit brighter? And to realize as we heal our own fears and limiting beliefs, we can show others the way to heal their fears and limiting beliefs. 
because we've already been through, we can show them the way. Now take a couple of breaths at your own pace. And then I invite Pam to add in anything she desires to our meditation. I just invite the light of confidence to flow through you and the light of your divine purpose connecting you. Remind you that you are love. Let that condition, the condition of being human is one of love. And you came here the earth to share it. Reiki is one of the tools, one of the ways that we can do that. So just invite that light of purpose to shine through you and imagine once again sharing Reiki with others and the warm beautiful feeling that that will give you and bring to you. And make a decision today in some way to share Reiki with someone. It can be a friend or family member. You can use Gyoshi Ho and send Reiki with your eyes to someone you meet on the street. Thank you for showing up in the world with your unique gifts and talents. Thank you for saying yes to Reiki and to stepping out of your comfort zone so that others might experience the beauty, the joy, and sometimes the miracles that come along with it. Namaste and Amen. Amen. So it is. And so it is. Bryce, I just want to thank you for being here with us today. And I just want to say thank you to the listeners. Thank you for sharing your light in the world. It was my pleasure to be here and to all those who are listening to us. Go spread your light out into the world today. Thank you. Namaste. Namaste. <laughs>